At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again. It's a victorious edition of the HHC as the Hornets defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, 120 to 114. But man, did they have quite the journey along the way there. We are going to be talking about the game, as well as the recent run-ins with the health and safety protocols, which the Hornets had more or less avoided throughout the season. And we'll talk about the impact as we know it as of this moment. And granted, that's not a whole lot of information, but we'll tell you what we can. Also going to tell you about how the Hornets are doing their part to help our Queen City community battle COVID-19 by hosting a vaccination clinic at Spectrum Center today. Now, it's not for everyone, so I don't want everyone running out to Spectrum Center, but we do want to highlight the great work between the Hornets and our partners, Novant Health. So we'll be talking about that as well. Joining me here today on the Hornets Hivecast, making his triumphant return for a winning edition, it is social media associate for the Hornets, Wesley Robinson. Wesley, how you doing? Hey, so it's good to be back, and it's always great in a win and a great way to kick off this five-game homestand. It certainly was. Now, you were running pretty hot with the Hornets. Fans don't know this, but we don't get to have our full allotment of employees at games. Again, health and safety protocols. So you had been in and out of the lineup, so to speak. You had been with the team at home for several games in a row during a win streak. I told you specifically on Twitter to get your tail to Memphis. (laughs) Did you do it? No, unfortunately, and then as you can see, we dropped the loss in that. But So it's not it, the it Hornets' fault, like it's your fault. Oh, uh, yeah, it's definitely my fault. I'm taking the blame on this, but I'm going to try to be back for at least Sunday or Wednesday's game, for sure. And if they lose, we'll know why. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, Wesley exactly. Robinson with us. <laughs> Let's focus on the win first. We'll get to the COVID issues later on. But the win first, 120-114 to 114 over Minnesota. I know that the Timberwolves are struggling right now, and that's an understatement. They're 6-20. and 20. They've lost four in a row, nine of their last 11. I mean, no matter how you slice it, they're not playing well right now. But it's still a team that's got a lot of high-quality players, and even though we're going to talk more about the health and safety later, this team had to overcome a lot. They did not have their normal shoot-around early in the day. They weren't allowed really in the arena at all until about 90 minutes before, so not a lot of time to implement a game plan. It's basically like, hey, guys, get dressed. Here's the ball. Time to go. And yet they come through with a gutsy performance. A lot of stat lines stand out to me. One in particular, the rebounding. They outboarded the Timberwolves by 15. The free throw shooting, they were perfect at the stripe. 19 for 19 as a team, led by Terry Rozier, who was 9 for 9 on his way to his second 40-point night of the season. Rozier on the left wing with 90 seconds left. Step back three, lets it fly, got it again. Terry Rozier, yet another Lowe's drilling threes bucket. 37 for Scary Terry's heating up. 
Ended up with 41 again, his second 40-point game of the season. He leads the team in 40-point games. Gordon Hayward can't wear the cape every night. He's won it a lot for the Hornets, West. This was a night in particular where he struggled with his shot. Terry seemed to really be in rhythm, and the team started to get him going. Got him 20 looks at the basket, and he was deadly from three, from mid-range, from at the cup, from everywhere. Definitely. I mean, Terry just has tremendous ability of knowing when to take his shots and knowing the situation that the Charlotte Hornets are in when we're down uh, certain players or he can normally sense when one of his guys, whether that be Devontae Graham or, or, or LaMelo Ball or Gordon Hayward, are struggling on a particular night. And then Terry just decides, you know what, don't worry about it, fellas. It's my night tonight. I'll reel in the win for us. Several players had big games. Who's one that stood out to you, Wes? Terry Rozier definitely had a great game. LaMelo Ball had a great game as well. But particularly for me, it had to be Miles Bridges. And not just on the scoring efforts, but on the rebound side. And I have the perfect term for this game. This is the rebound game. We rebounded from a win, and we also out-rebounded a very good Timberwolves team. They're not playing well this season, but they do have some caliber players on that team and also having their star, Carl Anthony Towns, back. But Miles Bridges has at least a double-double in the last four games, and we're 3-1 and one in those four games as well. Well, what also stands out to me is 15th offensive rebounds. He's given us second-chance opportunities to get shots off. So that's the, you can see the results of people like Terry Rozier, Alonzo Ball, and Devontae Graham as well, getting their shots off with this extra effort by Miles Bridges. Well, if it's the rebound game, then we've got to highlight LaMelo Ball. Ball throws ahead of the pack. Hayward, reception in the lane. Goes up, laying, no, got his own rebound. Put back, missed again. Rebound tipped to him by Ball. Hayward, third time, no! Lid is on the rim now. Ball steals it away. He lays it in. LaMelo sticking with it on the glass. And finally... They unseal the rim. 13-9, Charlotte with the lead. It was early, but it was kind of a, a preamble to what was to come as LaMelo had 11 rebounds. He was feisty out there. He had three steals to lead the team. He continues to be one of the top thieves, I'll call it, in the NBA. He's top 20 in steals per contest. And there's different nights. We talked to him after the game. There's different nights you're going to be asked to do different things. LaMelo did a good job scoring. He was great on the glass and earning those extra opportunities, which it turns out the team needed because they turned the ball over 20 times. LaMelo Ball is just gaining more confidence in this lineup. And he's, you could tell that everything that James Borrego wants him to do on the floor, he's basically taking command at a very young age. And only in 27 games, he's just gaining a lot more confidence, and I think he's able to trust his teammates and his teammates to trust him as well. I mean, he's just adding milestone after milestone. This is his fifth double-double this season, and it's the fifth most by any Charlotte rookie, and it's the most by any Charlotte guard rookie in their first 27 games. So he's doing a tremendous job. And normally when we, see, when we say double-double from LaMelo Ball, we're normally thinking points and assists, but tonight it's on the rebound effort. And, and this is a true testament of this guy to be able to understand that if, if certain things are not going well for him, if he's not shooting well particularly or if he's turning the ball over, he's going to find different ways to be able to add an imprint on this game and be able to help us in the win. And then tonight was another game for him. It's a good stat poll there, Wes. I got another one for you. The player leading the Hornets in double-doubles right now is LaMelo Ball. He's got six of them Amazing. now. He's just playing some great basketball and, again, finding different ways to contribute on different nights and by no means was a work of art okay you know sometimes it's going to be great calligraphy sometimes you're finger painting in the dark but at the end of the contest 
the Hornets can still read a W at the end of the session. And that's all that counts. The team improves with the victory now to 13 and 14. They stay right around 500, which in the Eastern Conference, honestly, you know, that's going to put you easily into the playoffs the way things have gone so far. And you just continue to collect wins because while the schedule has given the Hornets a lot of home games right now, that is not going to remain the case for much longer. Charlotte wraps up the first half with an extended trip west, which the Western Conference has been the tougher one so far this year. Out west, there are right now 10 teams with a 500 or better record. In the Eastern Conference, there are only five teams that can currently say that. So the sledding is certainly going to get difficult, always is. On the horizon, the Hornets are going to be hosting the San Antonio Spurs. That's one of those teams that is above 500 right now and easily so in the West. So uh, Hornets have to continue to wrap up these wins where they can. And there was a big one last night, 120 to 114, the final over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mentioning that game on Sunday, we certainly invite you all to tune into it. You can watch every Hornets game live on Fox Sports Southeast and the Fox Sports Go app or listen right here on WFNZ and the Hornets mobile app. It is a big day for the Hornets today and our partners at Novant Health. Spectrum Center is going to be host to a vaccination event for our local Queen City community. Our producer with the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, has all the details of the story. Thanks, Sam. And as we all know all too well for the past 11 months, our world has been turned upside down. But today, Spectrum Center, the Hornets, and Novant Health are proud to get us one step closer to normalcy. Spectrum Center is serving as a mass vaccination site as healthcare professionals from Novant Health will administer approximately 2,200 doses of the COVID-19 vaccine from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. The vaccines are available by appointment only, which includes eligible community members in accordance to the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. Those falling under the current categories include older adults, along with teachers and staff of the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school system. Jesse Kirtan, Executive Vice President and Chief Consumer Officer of Novant Health, says that the vaccination of teachers couldn't come at a better time. We are thrilled we can help our teachers and all of those who work to support our schools and want our schools to be vaccinated. And it's timely, ahead of school restarting next week. We want to do anything that we can to help support getting our teachers back to work and our children back to school. We know just how key this is and the impact that we have on all in our community. President and Vice Chairman of Hornet Sports and Entertainment Fred Whitfield says it was a no-brainer to offer up Spectrum Center as a mass vaccination site. When the opportunity came for something like this, to us this was as big or bigger than any because this is about saving lives and trying to sustain people's lives. As I heard our governor give some statistics a couple days ago, about 83% of the deaths from COVID have been of those in the 65 and over range. And so for us to be able to partner with Novant when called and ask about that possibility, we quickly circled our team. We looked at our home game schedule. We looked at anything that might keep us from an NBA protocol, from being able to execute this and said, you know what, we have to find a way to work with Novant to make this happen. We think we have the most accessible large facility in our region. And one of the things that Jesse and I talked about was how we could have this event 
really allow everyone in our community from every neighborhood to be able to have easy access to come in and be vaccinated. In the midst of a five-game homestand, Whitfield admitted that scheduling and logistics were a concern, but the team and the complex were able to make it work. Those of you that happen to come through here during our early voting, you'll notice the setup is very similar to the way we were set up then. Because of our game schedule, otherwise we probably would go down on the court area and set up. But Donna Julian and Tristan Langdon that run our arena, our general manager of our arena and her number two person, have worked tirelessly with Mark and his staff to be able to be creative, to be able to utilize this space here, allow us to still follow all the NBA protocols, which identify certain areas that no one's allowed to go into, including me, during this period in an effort to stay distant from our players and our staff that are being tested twice a day for COVID. And so it's a little different in other situations when you're out of sport. We're in the midst of our sport. The second challenge or hurdle that we were able to overcome was it's incumbent upon us to find the second date for the second part of the vaccine and have it coincide with another open date that we have within our schedule. Not so easy to do when you're playing home games every other night as we are. But luckily, during our All-Star break, March the 6th, um, we'll be able to partner again with Mark and Jesse and their team, and we've identified that is the appropriate date for all of the people being vaccinated tomorrow to get their second shot. So one of the things that Jesse and I have also talked about is doing more of these based around our schedule once we get the second half of our schedule. Whitfield said that the second portion of the NBA schedule, which we are all anticipating, should be released within the next 7 to 10 days. For more information on which vaccination group you may fall under, visit findmygroup.nc.gov. Remember, you have a spot to take your shot and all vaccinations are free, regardless of health care coverage. Our thanks again to Rob Longo for great work there on that piece. And thanks to our partners, Novant Health and everyone with Spectrum Center and the Hornets for getting this thing going. Uh, Certainly COVID-19 has been the dominant story for the last year. It's brought a lot of heartache to our NBA family, to different players, individual families. And everyone out there has been touched by this dreaded disease in some way, shape or form. Hopefully, this vaccination clinic is just one more step in the right direction to putting it in the rearview mirror and bringing normal closer to us. Wesley Robinson, social media associate with the Hornets, is with us. And and quite frankly, COVID-19 was a dominant storyline yesterday as well. The Hornets, for the first time really all season, Wes, had to deal with the health and safety protocols. It meant that the team missed shoot-around in the morning. They did not have their normal walkthroughs throughout the day. The facility was closed to them for everything except for testing until about 90 minutes prior to tip-off, at which point most but not all of the players were allowed in the building. Caleb and Cody Martin were out due to health and safety protocols, as well as P.J. Washington. We're not going to speculate on who is out for what reasons, be it a positive test or contact tracing or anything else for that matter, because We just don't know, so we're not going to speculate. But the fact of the matter is the Hornets had to navigate a pretty big obstacle that several teams have had to deal with throughout the season, and I thought they did an admirable job considering how close to game time this was continuing to affect them. You have to give a lot of credit to the Hornets coaching staff because we're we're in game 27, and this is kind of – this is not something that we normally have a problem with this season. I mean, we've you can scale the NBA and pretty much seen a lot of teams, unfortunately – 
well, players had to miss and uh, some people got infected and uh, there was a lot of deals with uh, contact tracing as well. So for us to be able to play at least 27 games and we're not speculating anything that happened, just like you said, but we're just taking precautionary uh, a stance and make sure that you know our team, not just the, uh, the players, but our coaching staff and the people who work hard every day uh, to make sure that this game continues to go forward. Everyone is in a comfortable and a safe place. James Borrego, after the game, talked about all that the team had gone through, really credited his squad for sticking with the game plan or or just finding a way to stick with their preparations mentally, even though a lot had gone differently than normal. Here's what JB had to say after the win over Minnesota last night. Well, we just found a way. That's the bottom line. You know, we had every excuse in the world not to win this game, but our guys stuck with it and figured out a way to get it done. In the NBA... Every win's going to look different, but the bottom line is you got to figure out how to get a win, and we did that tonight. Our guys give them credit. Obviously, Terry Rozier was fantastic. He carried us down the stretch. Malik hit a big shot. Gordon hit a big shot. Biz gave us big minutes defensively tonight. Zeller battled his tail off just like he always does, so give him a ton of credit. And Miles off the bench, another double-double. I think he's had three or four straight double-doubles. Miles is, is helping us off that bench, so great team effort. Could have easily folded tonight and given in. We did not do that. We stayed resilient, and we found a way to get a win. It truly was a total team effort, Wes. No one played less than 20 minutes in this game. Everyone was asked to contribute something different at different times, and sometimes well outside their normal role. I mean, LaMelo Ball has been a spectacular rebounder. He was really asked to go crash the glass at several times. You know, Bismarck Biombo playing a few extra minutes than he had been normally pressed into action because... P.J. Washington, not available. Same thing for Malik Monk. Martin Brothers, not available. His role goes from being a consistent scorer at any and all times to, hey, we need you to go out there and continue this rhythm defensively, too. And Cody Zeller, I mean, the guy was a plus 17 out there on the floor. There was a marked difference between Zeller in the game and Zeller not in the game. He went out there and battled with Carl Anthony Towns and made sure that even though Towns ended up with 25 points and 8 rebounds, it was not easy to get there when Zeller was matched up with him, which he was for most of the game. So a real character win for this team and shows their ability to overcome anything thrown at them. And that's something you want to see in a young team. And I think James Borrego is really enjoying effort with the Hornets when he first got here. He, he accepted, he adapted and, you know, took a team in and then there was a lot of changes and then they went young. And now I think this young team is starting to figure out to count on each other and like James Borrego said, uh, they pretty much had every excuse to pretty much say that, well, this is the reason why we didn't lose. This is the reason why we lost the game. But in an eight-man rotation, it seemed like everybody knew that every second and every minute count. And they tried to make sure that whatever the team needed at the moment, everybody was willing to step in and do it. And in this case, we knew that we had to rebound better than this team because Minnesota is pretty much known to be a great team in the paint, be able to crash a lot of boards with Carl Anthony Towns. So it's good to see people like Malik Monk, who, like you said, was normally a scorer, but he was able to facilitate the ball a little bit and get on the rebound the side. You mentioned Cody Zeller as well. And I also talked about Miles Bridges' effort and also LaMelo Ball. And uh, even Terry Rozier was seven. Even that much scoring with 41 points, he still managed to get seven rebounds to add as an extra guy while we miss P.J. Washington off the glass. One other note about how tough the game was, the Hornets never led by more than eight points in the game, never had a double-digit lead. And, and, you know, maybe it's a mental thing, maybe it's, you know, something else entirely, but I feel like if you never lead by more than single digits, 
you never really feel comfortable in a game until there's maybe 20 seconds left. And then it's like, all right, this is math right. here. We, you know, it's going to take too much time for them to make this up. But the Hornets really had to grind and stay focused in a game where there, as JB said, was every reason to lose focus and let one slip away. And I don't think anyone would have blamed him considering all they had gone through throughout the day. But to be able to rally around one another and find a way to a victory says a lot about this team. My quote of the night was by Terry Rozier. He said, no excuses, next man up. And that's something that we've always been looking for this team to be able to understand that when one man is down or when certain players under health and safety protocols are not able to make it to the game, we have enough depth that we can be able to plug another man into this system and everyone's buying into this system and we're able to still not miss a beat in what we want to accomplish and how we want to win games. Hornets kick off this five-game homestand, their last homestand of the first half of the season with a W. We will do our best to have as in-depth of a podcast tomorrow on the Hornets matchup with the San Antonio Spurs, knowing full well that we don't know a whole lot as of this taping. But we'll discover as much as we can, and hopefully there will be some good news for Charlotte, whether it's via tests or contact tracing. Maybe they'll have more players allowed back to him. We know Jalen McDaniels is supposed to be en route from the G League bubble. Hopefully he'll be able to be cleared to go. But honestly, at this point, we just don't know. There's a lot of hopes and wishes and thoughts. But ultimately, all you can count on right now is that the Hornets have another W in their back pocket. They maintain their positioning in the Eastern Conference solidly in a playoff position. And they're so solidly in it now, Wes, that they're now in that sixth spot. The mentality for the playoffs changes dramatically this season. It goes from we've got to be, you know, top eight to, well, if we can get to top six, now we're really in the playoffs. So, you know, we're essentially avoiding Dayton and that play-in game for the NCAA tournament if we're above that six line. And as of the close of business last night, Hornets are in the top six. We've always been kind of flirting in those areas. I mean, seven and eight, you know, I mean, you got to get in how you can fit in. But six, five and six normally makes you a little comfortable. And with this season, it's not really far off. I think if the Hornets go, I mean, say if something crazy and we win, you know, the next five games and a lot of teams lose, we can shift and push ourselves in a comfortable position. And I think you mentioned earlier that we have a lot of home games in the first half of this season. So I, I like that Charlotte's being able to get a lot of wins mainly at home and also on the road as well, but we can pretty much take advantage of the homestand because a lot will change into the second half. So we do want to be able to stay in that five and six range where we're comfortable and we don't really have to fight too much down the stretch at the end of the season. That's true. I mean, when you haven't been in the playoffs since 2016, you know, eking out a 10th place spot to find your way into a play-in game would feel awful nice, but certainly the Hornets like where they stand right now. They are two games up on the number 11 team right now, which means they're two games into the postseason. And granted, a lot of teams have a lot of losses right now in the Eastern Conference. We touched on it earlier. There's only five teams, 500 or better. But the Hornets, one game under 500, solidly in a playoff spot, and they'll try and continue this run of good fortune tomorrow against the Spurs. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Our thanks to Wesley Robinson, social media associate with the Hornets, for joining us again on the HHC Make sure to check him out on Twitter. Wes, where can the people find you? You can follow me on my Twitter account at Wesley X Robinson and on Instagram, Wesley D. Robinson. And feel free to light him up if he's not at games and they lose because we've established he's the good luck charm. 
I'm the good luck charm, definitely. But I'll see you guys soon. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Thank you again to Wesley for joining us. Thanks to Mike Cristaldi and the entire Hornets communication staff and our producer, Rob Longo, as well. Most of all, to all of you for tuning in. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us tonight on the Hornets Hivecast. Till next time, in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank you. Have a good day. Wear your mask.